Alrighty, welcome everyone to uh, Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue uh, Fishing and Hunting Podcast. Uh, this is our uh, first ever episode. Uh, I've got, my name's Lawson White and I have Tom Mitchell here. Hey guys. Uh, how are we doing Tom mate? What's going on? Oh good Lawson, good. Um, just uh, was thinking actually about how we've been friends for a while but truthfully I don't really know your history that well. Yeah, um, that's, that's... So I guess what's a good place to start? Um, okay, well So I... what is your history with, or your beginnings with uh, uh, hunting or bailing and scaling a barbecue? Actually, I've got a better place to start. What's bailing? What's bailing? You want to know about bailing? Okay. What's bailing? So bailing is a form of, uh, when the dogs are out hunting, they're bailing a pig up. So they're, uh, so when you see, it's oh, like okay. rounding up kind of way. So when the dog is running around the pig... Yeah. He's bailed him up. Oh, He's, yeah. Okay, that's what bailed him up comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so bailing okay, so, him up. So that's the job of the hunting dog. That's what bailing is. Yeah, well, okay. that, that's a form of a job of yep. the bailing dog. Um, so there's luggers, there's bailers. There's there's lots of sorts of different kind of dogs. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so... And the scaling is uh, obviously fish, fishing. fishing. You know, yeah, we love our fish. fishing. Gotcha. Yeah. And barbecue. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, we love... So you've got knowledge on all three of those sides. I'd say it's knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge. Where did you get the knowledge from? What's the origins of, um, well, let's start with the bailing. What, oh, the bailing. Uh, my father used to, and I, and my, my brothers, we would go away on hunting trips on the school holidays on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Dad used to be a macropod, so he would hunt, king, or shoot kangaroos. Is that a macropod? Macropod. What's a, a macropod? Macropod. Okay, yeah, I've never heard that. What's that? Kangaroos. Okay. I oh, ha- a kangaroo I, hunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But macropod. I, mac- I think it's called macropod. Macropod. Well, Aussies, we pronounce everything wrong. Yeah, yeah, well, my... Slightly. As you can all hear me, I do sound like Bernie. Um, yeah, anyway, so... We're both mumblers, it's fine. We are mumblers. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot worse than you are, but yeah, so... We would uh we would go hunting and fishing on the holidays. We'd go. Uh, How old was this? Uh, I think we would start when I was three or four. When, oh, really? Uh, Shit. Whenever, <laughs> off the boob and in the truck. That's so. it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so got in there. Off the boob. And, no, no, go there. <laughs> front seat. Oh, sit no, down. Yeah, yeah, no. Front seat. Sit down. Shut up. Don't move. Uh, it's <laughs> gotcha. it more the. It's That's more the, probably a good idea yeah. too. No, but it was good times, yeah. good memories. Um, we used to go to the Burdekin River a little bit when we were younger. That was great. Uh, we used to go hunting, walk along the river, catch some pigs. Um, obviously, Dad couldn't walk as far as he would like to, so we'd do a little bit of a walk and then head back, have a rest, or go have a fish, uh, fishing for sooty grunter. Um, that was that were the good old days. They were. Um, I think we left Ingham. In, oh, I'm not going to say what year it was, but I think I was, I would have been grade six, mm. grade five, grade six. So we, uh, we went, we moved to a, a town called Mataburra, a little country town, I think at the time had 90 people. In oh, the, wow. Yeah. In the school was like 20 kids. Yep. And, um, yeah, basically on the weekend you'd go hunting or you'd go down to the, down to the Thompson river and. You'll catch some yellow belly. So, uh, nice. Yeah, that was so good. the majority of your knowledge is passed down from your old man. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so passed down uh, from the old fella. And where did he get the majority of his knowledge? Do you, are you, yeah, do you I know? don't know the guy's name, but there was, a, there was an old fella out Aramac, Bark Alden, Mudderborough Way. Uh, he was a, a horseman and dogman, so he used, to, uh, he used his horses and his dogs uh, for his living. So he'd, he'd be mustering. I think he was 
I think he did a lot of jobs this guy, but his majority is always was, was with dogs or with horses. So yep. cattle work, mustering sheep, uh, hunting, uh, like brew shooting, pig hunting. So he's always he was earning a living off the land basically. And your old man, what like kind of apprenticed under him? I don't know the the whole story. His dad doesn't talk about too much, but um. Yeah, from what I was gathering, he, he got taught mainly the basics and um, this guy was pretty pretty nifty back in the day. So dad got a couple of tricks off him um, and it kind of all just went from there for, for the old fella. He, he taught off a couple of other people, um, but he, he, he had a couple of good friends from school from what I gathered that had properties and he'd go out there on holidays and he would learn how to, to shoot and hunt and... Um, He's always been a. He's always dad's been a fisherman his whole life. He was a spear fisherman up at the Sunshine Coast when he was a kid. So, oh, spear fishing. Yeah, I stuffed that doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. He loved his spear fishing up at Sunshine Coast, Marucci Doorway. Um, nice. So I, I'm actually currently moving up there at the moment, and it'll be interesting as he talks about these places. But they're all fished out now, and, and it's all overpopulated with people. So nice. yeah, so. Yeah, but the old boy, I'll get him on the podcast one day and we can have a chat to him and he can tell the story. Nice, that'd be good, that'd be good. Yeah, so um, did he do it for a job or is that just something that he did for fun? Well, the, he did, it was a secondary job. So he has, on the weekends he'd go out and shoot roos um, and would catch pigs. So back on the day when the chiller, chiller box was open, um, the, the pigs would go to Germany. I don't know what they used to do with the roos. I think they were pet food. So the, the, the pigs would go to Germany, the roos would go to um, Pet Food, Pet Safe Food, I think it was called. I can't remember the name properly, but they would go, they'd be going to a chiller and they'd go off to, um, off to market, we used to call it, chiller to market. So he used to do it on the weekends to get some extra pocket money to get his kids through school. Oh, good on him. Nice, looking out for the fam. Yeah, yeah you know, it, was, it was hard work for him back then, I think, because... Yeah. The, there was quite a bit of driving distance and the money was okay back then. I think it was about a dollar a kilo. So yep. you do, you catch a couple of pigs through the weekend and you shoot your last night and you, you'd end up with you know, a good load and a good bit of pocket money. For the, yeah. So outside of your old man, is are you just mostly self-taught from there? I was a, an apprentice butcher. Uh, I was, I'm, I've been a butcher for 10 years. So I'm not butchering anymore. Um, so I learnt my trade when I was 16, um, finished my apprenticeship when I was 18 or 19, moved out to a country butcher shop out near King Roy, a place called Baruland, uh, learnt off, well, it was a bit self-taught and a bit of trial and error. Uh, it was a, a small goods shop slash obviously butcher shop and um, they also had on the side was a on-farm uh, butchering so that another butcher would run the on farm and I used to go out and just watch him and I didn't have much to do with it but I learned how to to, to cut up a beast on the ground and, and, and process it that way so that was something uh, an eye-opener because my grandparents had a property and we'd, we'd go out and we'd, we'd cut up a, a cow on their property after that because I, I learned how to process um, a whole body of beef so that's the uh the barbecue side of BSB? Yeah, so the butchering side, the, the, the butchering, like BSB, we obviously were doing fishing, um, hunting, and 
and cookings. But yeah, basically the the butchering side comes through the the you know the barbecue. So I'll show you how to start something. I'll show you how to to, to cook it. I'll show you how to make it. I'll make, I'll show you the whole process and what we're doing. Just in what I've seen you do alone, and some of the videos that that we've made together, it's um, you know, I didn't know there were so many ways to to skin a pig. I didn't yeah. know there were so many ways to, to cut it up and, and, you know, the right ways to do it. So, you know, and we didn't, we barely scratched the surface with what we were doing. We needed uh, more pigs. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the problem. We, I think, what, we had two that day. In yeah, yeah. We, we gave one demonstration and we gave another and that was half a day's work, um, if not more. So there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, they keep saying. So, um, that is what they say. Yeah. So, and no, we will not show you how to skin a cat. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the bonus footage. That's the that's the footage you don't see. Uh, yeah, so no, we we do uh, do our, we do give demonstrations on how to to cut up pigs, scalder, burn. There's lots of ways of doing things, but you've got to watch the the show to, to see it. So yeah. so you're covering you know everything from the beginning yeah. to the end in terms of catching an animal harvesting yeah. that animal yeah. and then cooking that animal yeah, which definitely. is um yeah no that's there's a lot of knowledge in, packed inside all of that oh definitely to, I, to skim over it is one thing but there's a lot of oh it's it's a big process I, I, like our first series you do see us uh we're just catching a lot of pigs and, and catching fish and basically it's a mini series it's free to watch so you know jump online and have a look it's it's coming out on oh, um probably early november so get that plug in. Get that plug in, yeah. Get that you plug get in, that but... plug in. <laughs> um, but you do, you know, like I do hate leaving. Uh, to me, it is a meat source. Um, my 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 family, we eat pig, we eat deer. Uh, I love deer. Uh, nothing better than a good deer curry. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and I love the the pig. Tom and I cut up. I've, we've pretty much eaten all that, and I think Tom's got a little bit left. I've got a leg left. Man. A leg left. So yeah, like. We will show you from start to beginning. I think it's respectful for the animal. I think it's um, the right way. You know, um, it's basically, you know, we're at the top of the food chain. Yes, you know, we get to make that decision. But I personally, everything needs to be respected. The land, the animal, the lot. You know, and I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough that I hate leaving stuff in the paddock. Uh, I, I, mm. I shot a pig uh, a couple of years ago. And the farmer really, really wanted uh, to eat it. And I had no dramas with it. I skinned it like he wanted. And I got to the pig and started gutting it. And I realized it was not healthy. And I I, um, I realized this, this animal had been shot before. And the person, whoever previously shot it, did not... Um, didn't deal with it the right way. So the pig, obviously, he, he, was, he was fit and healthy. But he had a bullet hole through the his, back of his stomach. And he, in that time, grew cysts and uh, I don't know what the rest of it was, but it was, he was very lucky piggy. He'd, um, it's amazing how they survive on, on out, like just in the, in the wild to start with. This pig, um, he lived a happy life. He would have been one or two year old easily. And um, yeah, he was, he was firing. And uh, I cut, cut the pig up, gave the, the front bit to the farmer because that's what he wanted. But the rest of it I had to discard. And I just don't like discarding the um, the meat. I think it should be all used. But majority of the time you'll see us cut up an animal. 
it'll all go in the freezer and we'll all use it. Um, yeah, spread it five ways or four ways. Give it to your neighbour. Um, I know in Australia there are a couple of rules with DPI, but, um, you know, don't waste it if you can. In terms of um, the different reasons why people hunt, um, I understand that there's, uh, you know, a few different reasons. And one of those is sort of what you're looking to do mostly, which is harvest the meat and, and respect the animal and, and in a way sort of back out of the uh, factory farming and, and, and that industry of where animals get treated very poorly. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, that's one reason why somebody somebody would want to hunt, to be honest. That's one of the main reasons I would like to hunt, um, to, to, you know, have a freezer full of meat, meat that uh, I, I know has been, you know, harvested correctly and humanely. That's something that really interests me and that's yeah. why I, I really like supporting what you're doing here. But um, I'm not, I don't think I quite understand all of the reasons why people hunt and, and and the ways that they do it obviously there's right ways and wrong ways sometimes that can be subjective but yeah. uh, to kill something and then leave it out in a paddock what's one of the reasons why people do that um well, I, I personally i hate seeing it um we on the first series you see uh jamie o'tooley uh we we go through we're pig hunting and um we got a couple of pigs there and, and he, he takes all his pigs to the to the chiller um which was currently open at the time. Um, I hate seeing people leave pigs there. But the problem is there's nothing you can do with them, with some of them. Um, I think there needs to be a government look into it um, for... Oh, there has to be something. Like the zoos. What are the zoos crocodiles eating? You know, I know that they right. buy in chickens. There are ways we can use these pigs, um, yeah. even if it's just mulching for bone and... Um, you know, pet food or something like that. But Australian government need to look at itself, and, and especially um, New South Wales drought at the moment. I was talking to uh, a couple of girls on a, a girls' page out um, that way near Dubbo, and they were saying that the pigs are still there with numbers, but their conditions are horrible. Um, they said they can they know where to find the pigs, but no one goes and finds them, goes and chases them because there's nothing to do with them. Like, you can't eat those pigs because they're eating each other. So they'll be full of parasites. No. Um, yeah, and you don't want to give that to your dog. So I, I just, there's, I think we need to have a look at what we're doing with our feral pigs, especially the deer as well. Um, Brisbane Valley is just packed full of, of deer. It's ridiculous. We um, think Dad and I counted 60 deer one weekend um, in about two hours, and we were barely looking. Um, What's that? Just dead on the ground? No, no, that's that's they're running around. Oh right, right. But they right. were just there were so many of them. Gotcha. And same with the pigs in certain spots. Um, and is that why another another reason why people hunt is obviously to cull and, oh, and protect? The, the 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 deer block we go onto, it's we use the meat, but I've been dad's been told get rid of them. Just of them. you know, we don't want them because they're eating the feed, they're they're destroying fences, they're they're putting um, big wallows in the dam, and people can't can't use them. It's it's you know like you when you see a cow bogged because they're trying to get through a pig or a deer wallow because of the mud, you know it's it's horrible because that it's a dead cow and that's five six hundred bucks probably more just sitting in the mud. You know that's a guy's living right there. Um, so a lot of the time to answer the question, a lot of them don't know. Either just doing it to help the farmer to get rid of the numbers, gotcha. Um, 
But I do think the government need to look at something, a system, um, you know, even if it's... Because you, you get your hobby hunters, which are guys who get accredited, drive down there for the weekend just to get away from the city, and they'll go put two or three pigs in, and that might pay for half their fuel. But it's better than nothing. Um, there used to be, back in the day, a tail and, uh, tail and snout bounty which I think a different location were uh, 5 to $10 per pig and snout. Uh, tail and snout, sorry. So <clears throat> I think they need to make bounties. They need to do, you know, like they do aerial shoots. They do 1080 baiting. 1080 baiting is horrible for the, the environment. Um, yeah, everyone knows that. We've all seen the, the effects on the, on the rest of the, the wildlife. Um so basically, they're just shooting for, for no reason. They could be taking them in and doing something with them. I don't know what. I'm not that kind of person to work out. The government need to work out something, but they could be feeding something with it, you know, or mulching it up and Yeah, putting definitely. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of things you can do. <coughs> yeah, a lot of things take. you can do. That's um, a much better solution than just leaving yeah, it right now. Yeah, but there are ways around it they can do that. Um, I just think we need to use it a bit better because... The pig numbers in some areas are ridiculous. And same with the deer. You know, the deer up in Brisbane Valley, um, I don't think there's many diseases touching them because they're flourishing. Um, surely we could put those into zoos for, for food or uh, dog food. Like, we feed our... I've given you dog food for our deer meat for Denny. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the dogs smash it. It's high protein. It's great for the their coats. Their coats look a million bucks after it. We just, yeah, the, the government need to look at a strategy for the hunters, not just for the government to come in an aerial shoot and demolish everything. There has to be a, an ethical way, the right way to do it, where people are benefiting um, at a low cost for the hunter because the hunters obviously, you know, we're spending, you know, I don't know, dog registration, fuel, uh, breastplates, tracking collars. Tracking collars alone is a thousand bucks. Yeah, breastplates. Yeah, be expensive. Two hundred dollars fuel, your you, all that. You know, it all builds up. And, Definitely. You know, if you're not accredited, you're going out and just doing it for fun. Uh, you know, for for my case, doing it for meat. So. Yep. Yeah. It's an interesting one, that one. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and you know, BSB obviously has. Um, a lot of different avenues that it had, it can take to, to give some of this information out is one of the the reasons why you started BSB to, to get the information that we're just talking about out to, to try and get some change or to, to maybe uh, build a bit more public knowledge and understanding around the subject. Is that something that you uh, actively sought out when you started BSB? Um, for government changes and all that, no. I was looking to help... Um, younger beginners i went to a bcf uh, Atacondo talk night thing that you see regularly posted i went to one of those um and i watched these professionals talking about fishing um and it was a very basic tip uh, but he was professional and he was talking in my mind he was talking to fishermen not beginners uh he was talking to i would say Oh, 60% of the crowd where the rest of the other 40% were people who had no idea uh, I had people like me yeah but we've all got to start <laughs> somewhere 
yeah, like there was four questions, I think, three or four questions I watched from three different kids. I think they would have been aged between 12, um, would have been aged between 12 and um, 15. And yeah, 12 and 15, I reckon they would have been. And they asked the most simplest questions. And the pro kind of just like, I'm not saying the pro's name, but the guy just kind of ignored them. He kind of said, talk to me after. Um, I don't know if those kids went up, but for me personally, I wouldn't have gone up and talked to him because of just, you basically, you know, like it takes a lot of balls to go up and talk shy and say, hey, can you show me that? Um, that's why we do videos online because you can press play, you can press pause, you can watch it a hundred times, you know. Um, so it was basically, we're starting for the beginner to the expert. Um, Reggie talks to people about fishing. He talks about knots. I've made fishing knot videos. I've made leader to line videos. Reggie's done leader to line videos. There's all these different little videos and tips that we do, we do so that the beginner can see. Um, I watched this guy the other day at, um, we're fishing off a pier. I was watching him. I wasn't fishing, but I was just watching him. And he just tied some dirty old granny knot on the um, on this hook and he caught two fish. Um, I didn't say anything to him, but if he gets a bigger fish, that granny knot might slip. And so there are ways of preventing that what-if moment, the that big fish that comes along that, you know, the granny knot's going to slip if he gets a good hit or that pig that might come out and you, you've got cows everywhere and you want to take the shot, but you don't want it. So we're, we're going to show people how to do everything, how to, what to look for from start to finish, how to process it, how to get, you know, how to start your pig dog. Um, I've done a little video on how to gain access on the properties. I've done a video on how to start your pig dog. Um, that's pretty important, that stuff. You don't, you can't just rock up with a dog and expect to go chase chase a, a pig. You know, some of them might, some of them don't. But, you know, I've, I've had dogs where they take two years to even look at a pig and then when they do, they're, they're firing. Um, you know, it's like a switch has been flicked. So BSB is about from start to finish, the beginner guide all the way to the pro. We're going to give you clips on everything. Um, you see in this online series, you know, which is coming out in November, Yes, we are hunting, but you also see how to sharpen your knife. Little tips along the way, you know. I'll always try and point out educational things. Wow, that's interesting. There is a lot, obviously, to cover. It's um, a very broad There's, sort of subject. There is too much to cover, but <laughs> we're going to try. We're going to mm. try. We'll try our hardest. Yeah. No, there's a lot going on there. It's great. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been a lot of work. Um, we've just done some filming today on some cooking, so... Uh, oh, what'd you cook? We cooked battered fish and uh, honey garlic prawns. I've actually got some of the car for you. Honey garlic, to be honest. I've got, I've got some of the car, I think, for you. <laughs> I, um, well, that's, uh, that's I actually the only have, reason I'm involved with it. I've actually, I think I left the tyrant. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think where I put it. I don't remember. It's all right. We've got some time till dinner. I'll run over and get it. <laughs> you might have to, because um, I'm driving the, the coast after this. <clears throat> no, we're good. We're good. Um, oh, I wonder where I've done with it. 
Make sure you put your stuff in the fridge, guys, straight after. As a BSB tip for you. <laughs> put your stuff straight back in the fridge. Pay attention to where you put things. Yeah, put, pay attention where you put things. Oh, that's bad. That's try, bad. Try to get yeah. more sleep. Yeah. Say yeah. that to a man with a newborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, I can't complain. I haven't done much there. Poor Shannon. Ah, uh, well. <clears throat> yeah, so... Anyway, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on, on hunting? I, you're, you've been asking me all the questions, but what are your thoughts on what we do and how we, we go about it? Like, you're, you're, for people who don't know, Tom's a cameraman. Um, we, Tom and I have known each other for, I'd a say, a decade. Right about it. Yeah, about that. Um, so Tom's, Tom's a cameraman. And we're... we're um, Helped us film. So, what are your thoughts on hunting and the whole situation? <clears throat> on hunting, hunting's never really been, um, never really been on my radar too much. I mean, I, I did a little bit of fishing as a kid. My dad wasn't really a hunter or anything. I didn't go out and have the same sort of, you know, experiences as yourself. But uh, it was always, uh, it was always something that I was interested in. I know that I liked the idea of harvesting. You know, hunting and harvesting an animal to have that be the way that you get your meat instead of, you know, being a part of going you, to the grocery store and all you the look factory like farming a, and the terrible things. You look so. like a guy, a very open, you know, like, you know, you might get some greenies or something like that. Say, so, no, I don't like that. But you came, like when I first asked, you were very open about this. You never wanted to go... Yeah, you never fought it. You said, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see how it's done. Well, that's the thing. is that, And that's kind of why I never really got into it is because I didn't have the knowledge on how to do it correctly. I mean, um, you know, I could go out and have a fish, but uh, at the same time, I, I would have been that bloke that you saw with the... The, br- the brimmer? Yeah, the brimmer with the granny. <laughs> the brimmer. Man, so, like, I would have been, uh, yeah, not really knowing what I was doing, but... Um, with what you're doing, with what you're trying to achieve here, it's it's exactly sort of what someone like me is looking for in, in that way. You know, it's uh, so it's great. That's why I want to be involved. And like I said to you from the start, I want to be want to be paid in meat. <laughs> I want my freezer to be stocked for meat. I don't want True. to go and buy any more meat from you know the grocery store. We better get going. Then we better exactly start right. <laughs> and for my dog Danny too. So oh, dog. If we can both uh, you know sustain ourselves from the meat that, that we harvested, that, that to me is like, that's, that's, uh, that's end goal stuff, you know, the, the end goal for, for me in my mind is, is something like, uh, having a house off the grid. Oh, that'd um, be cool. You know, fully sustainable and hunt your own meat, you know, the, to, for someone like me, that's, that's the sort of, that's what I, you know, secretly dream and, and aspire to and want to work towards. So when you came to me with the idea of what you wanted to do, I'm, as a complete and utter noob, someone who doesn't know what they're doing or anything about it. Um, I was excited to get involved, man, simply because, you know, I, I know that you've got the knowledge. I know that you're the kind of person that's still willing to learn and, and seek more knowledge, and that's something that's exciting. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just a big learning process. and That's pretty important as always yeah. to keep learning. Um, of course, yeah. You know, guys, I, we might say it look like we know everything, but I will always ask... It's good to ask older people or guys who, like, for me, for fishing, Reggie's my go-to guy. Um, Reggie can't be here today. Um, that's all right. He's got his things to do. He's probably out the boat. Lucky bastard. 
Um, yeah, so we're always learning. Uh, I'm not the best fisherman, but I'll always give it a crack. Um, so it's always learn, keep learning and educating ourselves is the, probably the biggest biggest key uh, and not to always be stubborn about it because everyone's like, oh, no, you can't do it that way. You can't. Trust me, as ten to oh, like again, it's ten ways to you know, skin a cat, ten thousand ways to skin a cat. So, um, education is the key, I think, to, to learning. And like I said about the government thing before, we we can always do more, we can always do better. Yep. We can always try. There's always room for improvement. Always room for improvement. We can just keep trying to do things to to get better. I, especially with my butchering skills, um, I'm always testing my. Testing my abilities, uh, my packing skills. It's the simplest thing, packing meat, but um, I've had plenty of errors over the, over the time and plenty of stuff-ups, you know, wastage. Um, I don't waste it, the dogs get it, but at the same time, I wanted that meat. So mm. um, educating yourself on new ways of doing things. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be the first one to admit, I do watch media, I do watch YouTube, I do watch... Um, I love all that stuff. I love hunting and fishing, and that's why I want to show you my stuff and, and get you educated on the next bit. Yeah. So you you know is that you seeing a couple of um, a couple of subjects and things slipping through the cracks, and and you seeing a market for people that are looking for that kind of knowledge and and perhaps aren't getting it in a way that you know a beginner could absorb it as well as yeah. someone who's more seasoned. Yeah. For one, I think that's a big. It's a market, yeah. Um, I think I... Oh, well, you look at the big shows, Mediator, uh, he's great with his content and how he presents it and shows people. Um, there's no real Australian education hunting. Um, there's American, but there's not much Australian um, product out there to show you how to do things. So we're trying to do... I'm not saying we're the first. We're definitely not the first, but... Um, we're going to give hopefully a little bit more in-depth on how to do things. No, that's good, man, because the depth is sometimes what those videos and what those sort of things are lacking. So, you know, and as we said before, there's a lot to cover. So, And I, I will say I am a big fan of Bristle Up and Jesse Farr and uh, his stuff and Brendan Callis. I love and, – and Hog, Hogs, Dogs and Quads, I love all those, those guys. I, I've watched them all. I've got all their stuff. Um, I know I know Maddie and Bryce – uh, from Hogs, Dogs and Quads. Um, I was only up there last year having having a few beers with the boys, um, having a good chat. So, um, you know, they were kind of one for me. They were one way that they inspired me to do this a bit more. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know if any, you know, many guys doing hunting podcasts, but the podcast for me was just to, to get you guys to know me on a better level and to get to know Tom and, and Reggie when he gets his chance to come on here. And we're also going to get other guys. Um, I've got, um, got a few guys actually coming on, hopefully down the track, um, but we'll just have to wait and see for that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm keen to learn. I'm keen to get involved. I'm keen to improve my skills and, you know, at some point, you know, pass them on to, to people that, you know, I come into contact with that may want to learn. But for the most part you know everybody that's clicking on the content and, and, yeah. and everyone who's online and click and, and share baby you know, click and share click and share shameless plug yeah i haven't got much merch buy, buy, buy a cat buy a cat um yeah i've got a i've got a guy i'm talking to now 
It's um, I don't know much about it. I've, I know guys, uh, old school guys, um, into dogging, dingoes, trapping wild dogs. I don't know much about it, but I, I've I am looking into getting guys doing that and showing us how to do it and how to um, to set up the process. And you know, to me, it's intriguing how to uh, how to get a, how to lure in a dog. So that's one thing I'm looking at doing. Um, lots of things with BSB processing cows. Processing uh, deer, pigs. Um, I'm talking to a, a, a deer guy, or not deer guy, a, an on-farm guy. His name's Scotty Fry. Uh, a lot of people will know him around the Gladstone Gympie area. He's a um, he's an on-farm Scotty's butch, uh, on-farm butchering. Um, if you go on to BSB, you'll see Scotty. He's one of the admin, um, so don't be afraid to ask for him. But he is a guru on uh, cooking. Basically, the whole thing. Cutting the beast up, smoking it, cooking it. He's, he's my go-to man for uh, any recipes I struggle with. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited to get Scotty on and have a chat to him for one. But also get him on and just talk to him because, yeah, he's, um, he's a knowledgeable man. He, he's done a couple of shows and um, we're talking about doing a couple of live shows with Scotty um, up at Kingaroy or... Not sure where at the moment. Shouldn't say King Roy. Should say not sure where, but we're looking at doing some live shows, some tickets, um, and you, people will actually get to see how to process a fish, how to make sausages, how to process a deer, a pig, and we're going to show you how to cape, taxidermy. We're going to get people in and, and actually run through the process. So Did you say taxidermy. Taxidermy. Wow. Well, I should. I'll rephrase that. Show you how to get ready for the taxidermy. That's a, that's when you stuff the animals, right? Yeah, I think it's stuff. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm talking about. Well, we're going to cape out a deer, so. Is it cape out? Yeah, deer? so caping a pig or a deer, and what you do is you, you put it on ice and you take it to. I don't know the process fully. Oh okay. I don't know the process. So that's that's what we say. You're going to be, We're learning. <laughs> we're learning. We're, educating, so we're doing it all. We're going to get that. Um, I'm still talking to Scotty about. That sounds interesting. I'm excited for that. We're going to wait for winter, I think, because. Obviously, everyone knows Australia, Southeast Queensland, it gets stinking hot in summer. So um, mm-hmm. we'll wait for a winter period and we're going to um, crack out some schools, uh, some some fishing, hunting schools and uh, demonstrations with guys better than me, like Scotty Fry, Reggie with knots. Um, but also, I'm going to show you how to cook because there's one thing I can do, I can cook. Um, so, and you can cut up an animal. I can't cut up an animal, but I'm going to oh, get, get Scotty to do that because he's doing it every day of the week. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's exciting, that stuff. Can't wait for that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's BSB, baby. Get on, BSB. like, and share, and share it around. Um, so fun in the books. Yeah, it's very soon. It's coming up real quick. Um, I think November sometime. Not sure exact time. Um, it's got a chopper going over, so if you can hear that. Beautiful. Black Hawk down. <laughs> anyway, um, wrap it up, eh? Beautiful. That was great. Yeah, so um, thank you everyone for listening for episode one. Um, this is Thomas Mitchell and, and Lawson White um, from Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue. Give us a, a like, a subscribe on YouTube, a follow on Facebook. He really wants that like and Oh, I need it. I, I it, need it. it. I just... Just hit that Find subscribe that <laughs> <laughs> Right, guys. Thanks a lot. Love you. Love you.